A Fine Evening in Hell by Christopher Triana Chapter 1 If Heather had known she'd end up in handcuffs, she would have just stayed at the movie theater. But she wasn't dating Evan so they could see the latest superhero adventure on the big screen. They'd just gone there to be alone in the dark. After a make-out session that left her feeling half her age, she talked him into leaving mid-movie so they could go somewhere more private. Problem was, they didn't have anywhere to go. Though she and Kirk were separated emotionally, they still lived together. They'd agreed to a divorce, but Kirk still needed time to get his things together and move out. Frankly, Heather thought he was dragging his ass because he didn't want to live away from Dylan, and she honestly couldn't blame him for that. Mothers were lucky to be the ones who usually ended up with custody. But it was time for her and Kirk to move on. The longer they stayed together, the harder it would be for Dylan when they came apart. She was trying to keep the divorce amicable, but was also growing impatient, especially when she couldn't bring a date over. Evan smiled mischievously as they walked out of the theater and toward Heather's car. His cheeks grew rosy in the November chill, making him look even younger. So, now what? he asked. She patted him, feeling coy, girlish. We'll figure it out. But that was easier said than done. At twenty-two, Evan was twelve years younger than Heather and still lived at home with his parents. Obviously, they couldn't go back to his house. She was a little too old for fooling around in a boyfriend's room. Not that Evan Ragsdill was really her boyfriend. He was just the first guy she'd met through an online dating app that she'd had more than three dates with. Most of the guys she'd gone out with either failed to interest her or creeped her out, or lost interest when she admitted she had a son. Two men she'd been a little excited about had ended up ghosting her, cutting off contact without explanation. That hurt the worst. Rejection weighed further down by confusion and self-doubt, things no woman on the rebound needs. Maybe you can ask Kirk to go somewhere else for a little while, Evan said. Heather gave a short laugh and shook her head. Her new love interest didn't have a clue what it was like to live with a partner, let alone when the marriage you'd spent the last nine years building was crumbling like feta cheese. Not an option? Evan asked. She unlocked the car. Let's just get in. Evan shrugged, carefree with youth. Sure, babe. They loaded into her Ford Taurus and shut the doors, blocking out the cold wind. Heather removed her gloves, but hunched up her shoulders for warmth, her scarf crowding over her lips. The skin around them was pink from kissing, something Evan was both good for and good at. That's where his magnetism was the most powerful. Pure, raw physicality. He was tight in all the places Kirk had begun to get soft, his muscles lean, his abdominals rippling beneath his trail of body hair. His happy trail, she thought. That a handsome young man wanted to go out with a single mom struck her as curious, but even if he were just a player looking for a good time, she wouldn't fault him for it. 
When it came to a guy like Evan, all she wanted was a good time, too. He was a nice enough person and could make her laugh, but the age difference created a subtle awkwardness when they didn't get each other's references and couldn't relate to each other's problems. It had bothered Heather at first. Now that she was willing to admit to herself that she just needed physical touch after a long hiatus, their coming from two different worlds was less troubling. As she drove out of the Cineplex's parking lot, Evan's hand went to her knee and slid up her thigh. It made her wish she'd worn a dress instead of jeans, even though the weather tonight was far too bitter for that. He nuzzled her neck, his warm breath on her ear, smelling of popcorn butter. I want you, he whispered, electrifying her skin. A provocative heat moved up through her belly. I want you too. They'd fooled around enough over the past two weeks. Evan had been patient. So had she. There was no sense in depriving themselves any longer. Want to get a room? he asked. Oh, yes, but I really can't. He pulled away a little. Why not? I can't put a charge from a motel on my credit card. I got a couple of bucks, he said. I can pay the rest back to you. Heather snickered. Evan had a part-time job stocking shelves at Big Y, working weekends while attending school. While he always chipped in for their dates, Heather was the one who settled the bill when he couldn't cover going Dutch. He didn't have money to throw at motels. He didn't even have a working car after his Hyundai had been sideswiped last week. Thankfully, it had been parallel parked, and he wasn't in it. It's not even the money, Evan. It's that all my accounts are still linked with Kirk's. If he sees a charge from a motel... Evan scoffed. Who cares if he does? It's none of his business. Yes, it is, she said, incredulous. Come on. You're not with him anymore. What does he care who you're seeing? You don't understand. I want to keep things civil in my house. There's no reason to rub something like this in Kirk's face. He was my husband for almost a decade. I don't think you can really grasp that. Why? Because I'm too young? Well, actually, yeah, that's exactly why. You're young and you're also not a woman. We like to keep our sexual affairs a little more clandestine. He nuzzled her neck again. Come on, babe. You know you've bragged to your girlfriends. She giggled as his breath tickled her. <laughs> Just one. Yeah, right. The hand on her thigh moved up like a slithering serpent, and she batted him away playfully, even though she liked where he was going. You also have to consider this, she said. I'm somebody's mother. I can't let anything jeopardize that. How would this jeopardize that? How am I a threat to that? She exhaled. You're not, Evan. That's not what I mean. It's just that divorce battles can get nasty. Right now, things are on good terms with my husband, or, you know, my ex. But if things go south between us, and he decides to fight me for custody of Dylan, 
A record of me going to motels with strange men while we were still technically married will be a strong weapon against me in court. He raised an eyebrow. Strange men? You know what I mean. You'd be the first if we did this. And believe me when I say I want that. His hand cupped her breast. So, what do we do about it? They hit a red light, and she turned and kissed him. Not little peck kisses like the ones she'd shared with Kirk over the last eleven months as their marriage began to die, but open-mouthed, overheated kisses like they were trying to vacuum one another's souls. He rubbed her other breast, making her stir in her seat. You're so bad, she teased. Oh, baby, I'm the worst. She giggled. Oh, you're so gonna get it. This was what she'd been missing. Not just physical touch, but a personal connection, no matter how fleeting or surface level. Little jokes, shared anticipations, the sort of good time with a man every woman needs but gets to infrequently. Evan seemed like a kid to her at times, but that in turn made her feel like one, and this recapturing of her youth was a riveting illusion, a temporary reprieve from the suffocating drudgery of being an adult. They drove on through a suburban neighborhood, ending up alongside the river, the town of Seymour on the other side, twinkling like jewels. A cell tower throbbed red, making a crimson moon on the water that appeared and disappeared like a Japanese flag in the wind. A small park caught her attention, but she decided against it. The parking spots were too close to the road. They needed something more secluded. Heather smiled, amazed she was considering doing this. For so long she'd thought this sort of thing was behind her, a part of her life sacrificed, on the dual altar of marriage and motherhood, she found herself letting go of being a woman tonight in favor of being a girl, if only for a little while. As they entered the old industrial district of Derby, Evan twirled Heather's hair in his fingers, watching her, admiring her. She felt herself blush at the attention and wondered if he knew what she was thinking and why she'd driven them through here. They passed a rusting refinery, its metal towers and ladders enveloped in a cage of barbed fences stamped with no trespassing signs. A brick building that looked like it should be condemned lurked behind the high grass of the shoulder. Both places were long abandoned, though they still didn't feel quite right. But Evan's hands felt right. They felt very, very right. Turning down another side street, they came across a parking lot big enough to be an airstrip. At the edge of it was the Paulson Corpse plastic manufacturing plant that had closed down years ago when such jobs had been shipped overseas. The assembly line workers had been laid off from a profession they'd hated, but needed. Heather remembered the headlines about the outraged union leaders, a big hullabaloo that amounted to nothing. Just another march that made protesters feel good, but sadly failed to aid the cause.
Weeds had broken through the cracked pavement of the parking lot, and the front gate was in disrepair, leaving it wide open for entry. But the street lights that hovered over the lot like metal vultures continued to glow their piss-colored radiance. Heather turned into the lot. Evan snickered again. Her hand went to his thigh this time, and she squeezed. She took the Taurus around the far side of the plant, hoping for a spot where the building cast a shadow over the parking spaces. At the back of the plant was a smaller warehouse, probably a secondary storage unit. This was where the lot was furthest from a streetlight, so she parked just a few rows away from the warehouse and shut off the engine. The sudden silence created awkward tension. All night they'd been groping and slobbering, but now that they were really alone, they froze. Heather realized she was actually nervous. It had been a long time, and she'd had the same partner for so many years. She wondered if she'd know how to please somebody else, especially a guy from a different generation. And while Evan had been eager to put his hands on every part of her body, she felt suddenly self-conscious of it. Had he ever been with a woman who'd had a baby? She worked out regularly and thought she was in decent shape, but there was a difference between a 34-year-old woman and a 22-year-old one, even without the effects of giving birth. The only way to ease her anxieties was to make a move. Heather undid her seatbelt, raised the armrest between them, and slid over to Evan, climbing halfway on top of him. He didn't seem to mind her taking control, and they were both without their shirts before they even reached the back seat. Heather moved the bags from Target to the floorboards. Before going on this date, she'd picked up the materials Kirk needed to help Dylan with his science project. Only in first grade, Dylan was making a simple bird feeder with parental assistance. In her haste, she fumbled with the bag. Magic markers, mini cups, sparkly glue, and bright yellow duct tape spilled across the floor, but they paid the mess no mind. The lovers collided like wrestlers, the hook of a bra coming loose, shoes knocked off without bothering with the socks, jeans gone, windows fogging, her footprint on the glass, a condom wrapper being torn between teeth, and for a moment it was everything she wanted it to be, everything she needed it to be. But then Evan shuddered, and it was over almost as quickly as it had started. Sorry, he said, eyes downcast. She patted his bare back. Hey, it's okay. It's just that I was so pent up and... It's okay, she said, and meant it, though she'd wanted much more. Just think of it as round one. Is there anything I can, you know, do for you right now? That he even asked made her smile. Most guys weren't as considerate. No, I just want all or nothing. Think you'll be ready for another go soon? Hell yeah, and this time it'll last longer, I promise. I know, but it's getting late, so don't wait too long. He nodded. Just give me a few minutes, babe. He kissed her, 
touching her near-naked body in a way that made her vibrate. She wasn't sure if Evan had skilled precision, or if she was just so aroused that even a gentle breeze would make her squirm. His eagerness had made him climax too quickly, but it would also bring him right back to her for a rematch. That was the benefit of a younger man. They were tireless when it came to sex. After slipping into his jeans, Evan leaned over the front seat for his discarded shirt and jacket. I'll be right back. Just have to take a leak. She smirked with envy. She didn't have to go, but was sure she would find relief if she tried. After her pregnancy, she always had to pee at least a little. But urinating in a parking lot was obviously a lot easier for Evan than it would be for her. He got out of the car, and a gush of cold air made Heather's skin pimple. She had Evan hand her the sweater she'd torn off, and as he closed the door, she slid back into her panties, but left her jeans off. The more visual stimulation she could give Evan, the better. His reaction to her body had completely eliminated that nagging self-doubt about her looks. She still had it, and men still wanted it. But she really should have dropped him off by now. She should be heading home. But if more and longer, sex was just moments away, she couldn't pass on it. Though abrupt, this taste of what Evan could do had been delicious, and she was still very hungry. Time seemed to drag as she waited for him to return. What was taking him so long? How long does it take a man to piss? Guys Kirk's age were the ones who took a while to get a stream going, not guys in their twenties like Evan. Heather rubbed the window with her sleeve and gazed out at the darkened lot, trying to find her lover. But another face filled the window just before the door swung open and the barrel of a gun leveled with her heart.